0: Welcome right by to Damage Radio, Here, here live on MonkRadio.com. where you to come to me. You already know me, I'm Marcy, and my guest today, he's a father, a husband, an actor, model, DJ, mental health, behavioral therapist, barber, temple alumni, and so much more. This man does it all. He doesn't stop, doesn't quit, and never says no. The one and only, my friend, Marco Rosario. Marco, thank you so much
1: for your time, bud. I uh, appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me again.
0: Hey, first off, happy new year!
1: Um, And uh, what you been up to since we last spoke? Wow, Um, it was pre-pandemic before I was on, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Jeez, okay, it's been a while. (laughs) Um, Yeah, lots changed in the world, I guess, (laughs) since then. Um, I still, you know, if if you've been looking at my Instagram or anybody that knows me has, it'll say right on there. I don't have jobs; I have joys, and I. Try to embrace all of them. So when the world was shutting down and DJing and acting were at a standstill, at a halt, I tried to dive more into what I was called to do in terms of helping others, healing others, um, and in turn healing myself. I I focused more on my own mental health. Um, I tried to focus more on uh, what it is we're going through. You know, and not trying to look at everything as so doom and gloom, but looking at things as like, you know, let's deal with every day as it comes.
0: Right. So being a mental health therapist, but also trying to focus on you and get
1: yourself right, how do you differentiate the two? Um, Self-awareness. And I'll be honest, like it's not easy sometimes. Like you, I wanna be able to uh, be there for as many people as I can when it's right. But at the same time, I also I also understand that I can't pour from empty cup. Right. So there, there have been times where um, and I'll tell people, like, listen, if I'm going to be honest and authentic with myself, then I need to be vulnerable as well and let people know, like, listen, I'm not in the position right now. You know, I don't have the mental space to deal with what you're dealing with. You know, I, I'm going through whatever it is I'm going through my, my time. And it's being honest, you know, it's being that upfront about it. And it's been interesting. It's been an interesting 18 months, I should say. <laughs> now, not
0: only do you have to have patience in this field, but there's also a been highs and lows. And uh, also sometimes even your close friends or friends, you might know they're going through something and you want to offer your advice right away, knowing the good hearted person that you are. Talk
1: about all that. And also what drew you into this field? Mm-hmm. Well, and I'll, I'll give you a story with that because when the pandemic hit, like I said, For myself, uh, DJing and acting and even cutting hair. I'm also a barber as well. So the things I was doing that required (laughs) social social requirements, uh, they they were all at a standstill. They were at a stop. But what I felt and compelled to do right away was when I had the opportunity with social media. Um, I was back on Facebook doing what I called Corona check-ins. I felt it was necessary to just go on Facebook live and just check in with people and say, Hey, well, yeah, I work at the hospital and I was continuing to do that. I was taking what I was doing at the hospital, whether it was group work or one-to-one therapy and just applying some of those techniques onto Facebook live, you know, having folks, you know, recognize their resilience, you know, um, trying to alleviate their worries and just give them a little tips and tricks or even, even just, conversation just by being live, you know, you can go in the chat and people would just say, yeah, I'm glad you gave me this space or I'm glad you gave me this forum to just share what I want to share. And in turn, they would, you know, message me outside of it if they felt more comfortable one-to-one, whatever. But that was the part there that I felt that, you know what, there's something here. There's something here because I know I'm not the only one going through this. And when I'm not capable of doing this, hopefully folks can recognize the tools I gave them, or the you know the stuff they find on their own, and to answer your question, I had to stop. I, I was doing it for a good amount of time, I'd say, you know, three months in, but I had to fall back because I was like, I'm carrying all of this energy. I started to carry people's burdens, and you know, mm-hmm. again, it, and it wasn't any like type of you know Atlas, you know, the Earth on my on my shoulders type of thing. It wasn't like I have to help everyone but it was just me, you know, just me, my, 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 mental makeup is that I, I want to be able to provide. And when I couldn't, it was breaking me. It right. was,
0: it, you're I, like Superman and you're like getting so much heat and so yeah. much people pouring their hearts out to you. You can take only so much and it's
1: hard to keep that positive mindset, especially in this kind of type of field. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's and it, ever to me is everything is energy. So a lot of the energy I was getting was negative. It was, you know, doom and gloom. Like I said, it was that, uh, oh my God, what am I going to do? Type of stuff. But at the same time, everybody's their own individual. You know, right. everybody goes about it differently. I had to, I had the wherewithal, and I just had to be again vulnerable and upfront and say, I got to fall back. Right. I got to do what's right for me first. And believe it or not, by doing that, people were accepting. People were understanding and people were like, you know what? I appreciate that. I respect that because I wouldn't want you to, you know, you know, shortchange me. You know, I wouldn't want you to you know, to give me something. It was just like, you know, lip service. Yeah. 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 And I realized with that, I had to learn to balance my energy, you know, and balance it out and say, if I'm going to do it, I'm not obligated to do it, but if I'm going to do it, here's an hour, here's 30 minutes. You know, and I would Instagram or Twitch where I've been, you know, for the for the most part and just putting it out there that way uh, to, <clears throat> to help others. Did but it gets always- to the level that you thought it was going to get to? Um, well, yeah, like I said, with Facebook, that 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 was, you know, I just decided with the platform itself, I just I'm not comfortable there. Like, I just I don't feel like there's good energy. <laughs> yeah, so I moved true, over man. to I, yeah. I moved over to Twitch with, you know, not just the mental health, but with the DJing, you know, all the DJs were there, found a great community of people, you know, not just, you know, with music, but with again, mental health. And I felt like, yeah, this is something that, that that's really growing. I'm a, I'm a close to 3000 followers. And I decided like, you know, let me see what I can do with this because it feels right. I never did it for attention. I never did it for notoriety or any fame. And I still continue. I don't do it looking for likes or any of that. I'm not garnering any of that. I'm doing it because number one, authenticity. I I, I practice and preach being authentic, be your true self. And I'm genuine with that in my approach. And number two is being vulnerable. Being honest, first with myself and the people that I'm presenting to. If I'm going to share things with you, it's because I've either experienced myself and here's how I went through it. Let's get through this together, or let's have this conversation and then we can, you know, try to find you know the best way to go about it together.
0: Right. And not only you know, are you, like I said, you're a husband, you're a father, you have got kids. You're dealing with you know pretty heavy stuff. You know, being a therapist and also, then you have, you know, your fun side, which we'll get into with the uh, the improv. How do you balance all these different personalities and keep to yourself, too, and be, be one with yourself?
1: Um, I learned to let go. Hmm. And what I mean by that is we can't curse on here. I understand that. But I, I say my motto is if it's presented to me and my initial reaction or my initial response is an F yeah, yeah, then it's a no. And that's that, that to me, that that's the most healthiest boundary I can create for myself. Again, I don't feel obligated to do any of the things that I do. I enjoy what I do. Don't get me wrong, whether it's cutting hair, you know, DJing, you know, now, now you know, <laughs> virtually, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, you know, some, you know, there's some select gigs. Don't get me wrong. Um, right. Acting even. And also in mental health, um, I, I, I've learned to say no, respectfully, you know, or even unapologetically, you know, I don't owe anybody anything in that light. So doing that, I, I recognize that the more I said no or embraced my nose, it's actually opened me, not my nose on my face, but my nose and no, Yeah. 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 <laughs> the more I've embraced those nose, um, it's opened things up more for me to say yes and the right. yeses have presented themselves in, in, a, in a better light. Right, so talk a little about, um, about some of the projects that you've been working on. One, let's talk about the improv show. Improv where, show. Where did that, that idea come from? That idea stemmed from, again, the pandemic hit and a lot of us took a hit. Uh, it's still, it, actually the improv show is in the works. I, I guess you looked at my Instagram. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Yeah, it's in the works. And it's, it's, it's an idea I've had, honestly, for years. And it's just something I, again, it had to make sense to me, you know, for when it was going to come about. The idea is one thing processing and presenting is another, the improv show is basically the pandemic hit. And so many of us have taken a hit so many creatives, you know, and yeah, we have your Instagram and your TikTok and everything like that. But I mean, actual live talent, you know, actors, improv artists, comedians, musicians, you know, stand up, whatever your thing is, I felt that having a platform like I have on Twitch and having a great following, I was following my improv friends, my acting friends, and they had little to no fanfare. They had little audiences, whether it's on their YouTube channel or their own Instagram. And I wanted to give them all a platform to say, why don't we do this? You know, like the old variety shows. Hey, here's 10 minutes of musical theater. Here's 10 minutes of stand-up comedy, you know, and give people just an outlet or a forum or a platform even to present themselves, you know, making games of it with improv games. If you've ever seen a live show and give them the, giving them that opportunity. And I would be more of like a liaison or a host of sorts to say, Hey guys, welcome. And you guys take it away. You know, or even interacting with the games and stuff, wh- whichever it's <laughs> what it says. It's improv. You know, there's no, no two shows are the same because it's never been done before. Like improv, it's all on the fly. Here it is. Someone in the audience or in the chat can go, Hey, here's a topic. Boom. And then we do it for 10 minutes, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> things like that. Right. Now, where do you have to take this? It will be on Twitch. So I mean, if, if you're on my Instagram, my link tree is there for Twitch. I'm um, uh, Twitch.tv slash DJ Marco from Philly. Um, yeah, like I said, it's it's in the works, and I say it's in the works because when you're dealing with a lot of people and personalities, you got to make sure we can all get on a good schedule.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh, speaking of Twitch, uh, in December you had you, you were doing something called Battle Thursday. And one thing in particular that I remember was TLC versus Drew Hill versus C versus Escape. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) What else can people um, expect? Like you
1: said, the improv coming to your Twitch channel. What can they expect? Yeah, Twitch for me is um, it's been a godsend. Don't get me wrong. It's been a great outlet. Battle Thursday was once Bracket Thursday. Um, So what that is actually from the music side, uh, this goes back you know, I'm dating myself here. This goes back to my radio days of I've, I've always likened it to when I play music, the DJ, the radio DJ would give you background, would give you insight on the music you're listening to, whether it was something from the artist or the band or, you know, the liner notes when you would open the CD or even the record, whatever, cassette tape, again, dating myself. Um, But Bracket Thursday was, similar to sports with March Madness and the college basketball with your brackets, I would take artists. This time it was four, but it used to be 16 artists and I would align them against each other in a makeshift uh, bracket and just make up, you know, themes, whether it was nineties R and B or, you know, 1980s, you know, uh, female artist, Wh- whatever the case was, or whatever the audience had called for, I would go and construct it and then we would play songs and, and, Just let the chat have fun with it. It was just, you know, there was no, you know, there's no real winner. I mean, someone would win at the end of the night, but no one was like, you know, it was just for, for entertainment purposes only, put it that way. But that was something when Twitch came about, I always had that since I was nine years old. I heard a radio DJ do something like that way back in the day on FM radio. And I remembered they did something similar. It was like a bracket style or a tournament style of the artist at the time. And I remember being nine years old and crying because uh, Michael Jackson lost (laughs) in one of the rounds. And I was so upset. And I I remember being nine and saying, if I ever got the opportunity to be on the radio, because this was always my dream when I was younger, I'm going to do something like this. And when Twitch came about, I did something like this. So that's, that's again, Thursdays. I I was doing those on Thursdays at 8 PM. I honestly haven't done those this year. I don't know, for whatever reason, like I said, it's, it's been more, I've been leaning more towards the acting side in this new year. Um, Which you've already done
0: so much of in such an early 2022, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 That's again, that's every day is different with that, but bracket Thursday was Thursdays on Twitch. I do mental health Mondays on Monday um, where I give like an hour of, you know, insight, you know, techniques, therapies, uh, conversation, honest and open conversation on mental health Mondays. And then, the occasional pop up here and there.
0: <laughs> so everything that you've been through thus far in um, your life, uh, if you, if someone would come to you and say, Hey, we want to write a book about you, what would the title of that book be?
1: Ooh, nice. Um, first of all, I think I would write my own book because I'm writing my own book. Not literally writing my own book, but in my, in my, yeah. yes. in that, I, I'm always going to be the author or the writer of my own story. I don't think anyone's ever, um, I'd be humbled if someone's ever going to write a book about you or a movie about you. But I I think, again, that comes back to me in that, um, I would be writing my own book and the title of that book would be human being because we always get so consumed with what we do as humans. We always get so locked into what we do. We sometimes forget or don't even recognize who we are and who I am first and foremost is a human being. So while all those things that are in my bio, you know, like, you know DJ, actor, father, husband, all of those things, I'm a human being first. I'm not a human doing, you know, and I'm being, and I'm recognizing um, what I'm capable of. I'm recognizing uh, my strengths. I'm embracing my flaws. Uh, I don't like to say weaknesses, Um but I'm also being every day with that in the process. So yeah, there you go. All
0: right, well, so um, 80s, 90s, and 2000s, which you know we've both lived in, um, what song represents who you are? One song from the 80s, one from the 90s, one from the
1: 2000s. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> I'm throwing it at you, Marco, I'm testing you tonight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um 80s is easy 80s is easy it's tattooed on my arm the piano version of the song it's baby I'm a star from Prince um the line in the song that it's so tattooed on me says everybody says nothing comes too easy but when you got it nothing comes too hard um I believe that because I feel it's not so much the pretentious aspect of being a star it's believing in myself and that a lot of times when we when we try to try things for the first time or we start over, so to say, we always look at things as being hard and we look at them as, you know, this is too difficult or too trivial. But if you got it right, got it being the right mindset, you're optimistic and your outlook is on point. You know, you're going to get through it. You're going to get by regardless. You know, you're going to, you know, to to somehow some way get there, and even if you don't, at least you attempted it, right? And that to me is the star, the success. Uh, from the nineties, geez, it was such a diverse, eclectic decade. Um, the nineties. Did you see the sign and opened up your life? I saw the sign. No, oh. <laughs> great song, though. <laughs> a little guilty pleasure uh, from the nineties. Ooh, okay, Freedom by George Michael was right on the cusp 1990 right there. Uh, freedom. Uh, I'm trying to think the one line from the song, uh, basically saying that I'm not going to play by the norm. I'm not going to play by the rules that society presents me. You know, I'm, I'm free to, to make up my own mind and, uh, dress act and do the things that I want to do because it feels right to me. Let be freedom. 2000s. Ugh
0: oh <laughs> you didn't forget about dre did you
1: is that 2000s 2000? i think so wasn't it 2000 yeah 2001 yeah. 2001 dre? Yeah, the chronic album yeah. yeah um i don't know if i'd pull from hip-hop 2000s yeah. um jeez yeah. i'm i'm i don't say i'm stumped there's so many man this is a it's a loaded question bro <laughs> i surprise you sometimes yeah no it's good um Damn, 2000s. Hmm. You know what? It's going to be funny. 2000s is One Woman Man. I don't think you even know this song. It's One no. Woman by Dave Hollister. It's an R&B slow jam. That's my forte, R&B music. One Woman Man is because, uh, yeah, when you find the right one, you know, you it talks about, hey, yeah, I used to be, you know, doing my thing and so many women, you know, growing up and discovering myself. But in the 2000s, you know, like as men do when they get older, they discover okay. that one that once makes them want to settle down. And there you go. So one woman, man.
0: Okay. Not bad, man. So what's one thing someone doesn't know about you which they would be surprised about?
1: I'm a huge wrestling fan uh, comic book buff. There's two things. (laughs) Yeah. Um, people who know me know that I believe, but if if for somebody who was like looking at me for the first time or the outside looking in, uh, I am a huge, huge, uh, Charlie Chaplin fan. Really? Yeah. Charlie Chaplin. Um, That's that's probably been something that's carried with me since I was seven, eight years old.
0: So a lot of things that you know, you and I are going to uh, talk about this a little bit more in detail later in a future episode. But um, telling your story, just like they tell a story in professional wrestling, or they tell a story in a movie, Mm -hmm. or like in a in an album, how crucial do you feel telling your own story is? Not only to your audience, but also to your authentic self.
1: Hmm. First of all, it's, it's, it's crucial in that it's, it's important that you are the lead character, the main character in your own story. And I say crucial in that the way you said it, when you tell it to an audience, first and foremost, you should be telling, convincing, relaying, telegraphing <laughs> that story to you every day, right? Even if it's a simple affirmation, as far as saying I am in control or I am in charge of my emotions today, or I am allowing my emotions to flow through me today, whatever you know, whatever you want to tell yourself for that day. And again, whether you have to convince yourself or persuade yourself, I'm not saying trick yourself. I don't want to say that, but I'm saying like, there are days when you got to kind of put on that face, but also recognize like, hey, I'm in a public setting, and I, I don't want to display this here, but, but you know what I mean. But when you're telling your story, it's got to be to yourself first. You gotta believe who you are. Don't lie to yourself. Don't trick yourself. Don't fool yourself. And that's by removing the mask, right? In the acting world, yeah, I get to play a character. You know, I get to you know yeah. portray something. But when the movie stops or the commercial ends or whatever like that, we call cut or wrap the mask comes off. I have to be who I am and I have to be comfortable in my own skin. So again, that's embracing who I am, what I'm becoming, but also understanding and acknowledging the mistakes I've made, you know, the faults along the way and learning the lessons from it.
0: But same thing is that mask. It's so hard to take that mask off and forget who you are as a person because that's this thing, the Ultimate Warrior, um, Ric Flair, Mm -hmm. they forgot who like they were, cause they were all in Scott Hall, Jake Sting Roberts, they were this character on TV and they lived that character. Just like with us. Yeah. We get so wrapped up into a situation or something going on in our personal life that we forget reality. Sometimes we forget to take that mask off. How do you display the two and actually realize light bulb, not Captain Underpants light bulb, but you know, kind like, you know,
1: in general. Yeah. I mean, it's, on a, on a grander scale, in terms of the wrestling aspect, or even you know, the, like I said the grander scale, like a spotlight like that, where there's 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 fame and notoriety attached to it. Those people are recognized as you know, Ric Flair, Ultimate Warrior, Jake the Snake. They're recognized as a character they portray, and they buy into it so much so that it's not even their real names. You know, they're however long it's been in their lives, they're living the life of a character and in a smaller scale we do that as well but we have to ask ourselves and this comes to self-awareness this comes with grounding and being present and being mindful of who we are and where we are as if to say i know who i am especially around these people because our masks change around Mm -hmm. our family around our friends around certain people so being able to remove that mask and being who I am, again, first for me, isn't as difficult for some who are used to pleasing or serving, you know, others and putting others first. And that's why I say the grander scale first, because those people are in the spotlight. You know, they have a brand or a name attached to them to where they have to uphold a certain image. You know, I'm not saying it's right, wrong or indifferent, but knowing where to separate that and understanding that they're not obligated to 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 give that to anybody right and now we see in like you know autograph signings or people that, that that see these public figures in public you know i can't believe you know such and such wrestler was a jerk to me he's not obligated to be 24/7 you know what i mean so it's it, it depends if that person is true to who they are and and you know can respectfully say hey listen uh, I'm eating dinner. I'm with my family. You know, I'm not that character right now. You know, however that person feels is on them. But if mm-hmm. that wrestler or that public figure can walk away saying I did the right thing, you know, I felt good about what I did. You know, they, they have to live with that first. So Ken,
0: like you, you're pretty authentic, you know, like, you know, you live by the code and you live with who you are. Can mm-hmm. someone that's non authentic, can you, can you see yourself being friends with that person and being around that person? Kind of? Does that affect you at all, that person? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I, and then everything in spurts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's because, again, being authentic, I'm not being judgmental. I'm not being, you know, I'm not being critical of that person. I recognize what I say is I, I, I treat people who they are, where they are. You know it's the same thing in the hospital i meet people where they are uh whether they're clinically diagnosed with something or just you know even co-workers you know you know who also you know have a bad day you know treat people and meet people where they are you know so i may get one side of you like this interview we're doing you know this discussion i may get one side of you where you're giving me rc yeah. but i might get you on another day where you're you know hey you know, you're not as animated or you're not as, you know, up, you know, could be something you're going through, but either way, I'm, it's not going to affect or um, diminish the way I'm going to come across. I'm not going to go right into therapist mode. As, oh my God, what's wrong. Tell me everything. No, I'm going to, Hey man, how you doing? Cause I understand and recognize it. We all have good days and bad days, including authentic people, you know, yeah. definitely.
0: So another another thing, another one of your uh, many hats is uh, commercials. So can you tell us the rundown and steps that you have to take to, to being in commercials? And uh, did do you have a real tape of everything that you've done? Cause I see the stuff you put on Facebook and Instagram. Do You get to keep that stuff? Do, do they actually? Or do you actually get like freebies that they send you? Freebies?
1: Um, you'd be surprised. Um, I I and I'm saying this humbly. I don't know how many commercials I've done. I've been acting for about. Sh- six years now, six, seven years, uh, professionally about six years. Um, I don't know how many commercials I've done in that. There are so many that I haven't seen. Um, some stuff I've done. Yeah. I've posted if the client or whoever is gracious enough to send it to me, or I'm able to find it on YouTube or their website or whatever, wherever it's being presented. Um, Sometimes we got to do the manual, you know, we got to take our iPhone and, you know, screen record, (laughs) you know, because the client has sent it to us and then we have to, you know, trim it and edit it. And we have it for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them are known what's known as an industrial where I'm doing a commercial, whether it's speaking or non-speaking, and it's for a company and it's for uh, an industrial would be something like Hey, congratulations, you got hired at this hotel. Here's your orientation video. And I'm the guy presenting the video to you, you know, or I'm playing one of the characters in the hotel or in, the, in that field where, you know, you know I've played doctors, I've played, you know, janitors, I, you know, anything. But again, industrials in that I'll never see them. Those are for that company or their workers and stuff. So, or, or the selfie guy. Yeah, yeah tons of stuff like that. So again, to, to how I get them again, sometimes you just, you gotta be lucky and find them. Sometimes again, you do have a client who's gracious enough to say, yo, it's, it's coming out on this day. I'm going to send it to you. And they do, which is great in terms of preparation for it. um, One shining light out of this pandemic is that I don't, I haven't had to travel as much for an audition. Mm. Like I've traveled New York, Baltimore, you know, like, you know like I'll go up and down these coasts for the audition to send to to go to the to, to the uh specific buildings or places whereas now everything is self tape i can send one through zoom i've done you know auditions on zoom i can do it on my own phone with the proper lighting and everything and i can submit a self tape through email which is great you know my my car's <laughs> miles is much more uh, <laughs> appreciative yeah. Yeah. um but then it's, it's, it's a lot of hurry up and wait, Hey, we need this submission by today or tonight. And then it's wait for a response or no response. Mm. Um, the thing with commercials or the thing with auditions really as an actor, and I think this is going to be a discussion coming up for me for mental health as well is rejection. A lot of people outside of this profession don't do well with rejection. You know, or even in this profession, but I should, I'm saying in in, in general, people with rejection don't handle it well. You know, a lot of times they won't take opportunities or even take the first step to try something because they're afraid to get rejected. Acting, we get rejected every day. I might wake up to an email saying, Hey, we went with someone else, or, you know, understanding that the date came, the deadline came, and I don't hear anything. You know, that's rejection. So a lot of it's short term memory. I might submit a, Uh, An audition like I did today before I got on here with you. Submit an audition and I forget about it. You know, it's, it's, I I submit it to whatever that was today and and it's done. And if I hear back, great. You know, if they want to call back or they want to book me, great. Thank you. I'm grateful. Right. But other than that, it's it's just part of the process, it's part of the job. Let's talk about your support system,
0: having a like a wife and two like beautiful children to support you and your dream of just saying, hey, yeah go to New York, go to Baltimore. Good luck. (laughs) Like, do you ever, is it hard to take that for granted ever? And do do you ever like, you know, to think of back
1: and be like, wow, I got it, I got it pretty good. No, I'm very, um, open with that. I understand my support system is great. My wife, my ex-wife, you know, the the mother of my kids is very, you know, understanding, (laughs) you know, um, you know, they, would, they used to say that it was, and I'll be honest, it was the world revolves around Marco. We're living in Marco's world. And that humble, humbled me a lot. I had to fall back and catch that and that, wow, I wasn't communicating what I was doing. I was just, quote unquote, expecting or anticipating things to fall into place. So I had to learn that in that I can't just take people's time for granted. You know, if, if I say I'm going to do something, I have to do it. And, and there's got to be a reason or a rationale as to why I'm doing it. Grateful every day for my support system, you know, not just my wife, kids, you know, or my wife, ex-wife and kids with that, my job, the where I work at the hospital. Um, but I also do that by design. I'm not a part time or a full time employee. I'm a per diem employee by choice. Right. I graduated college and said, if I take a full time job, that's going to handcuff me to go do the acting that I want to pursue and go do the other things that I want to pursue. So understanding that the opportunity was there to go on as a per diem employee. So sometimes I might work one day a week, sometimes three days a week. Since the pandemic, it's been more than three days a week. Yeah. <laughs> but but I've, I've built up enough responsibility and trust to say, listen, an audition is coming, you know, with communication. Say I have an audition coming up, I have a booking coming up and they go, go ahead, right? I have a great team there. I have great support in that. We got your back. Cause we know when you're here, you know, you're going to do what's required of you and what's they're all answered. in. Yeah. And that, and that's important because that support system has to be a two way street. It's gotta be, you know, they believe in you, but you also got to present and show that you believe in yourself and you know, what they're offering and what, you know, what they do in return. So that, that that's important. Definitely.
0: Now let's talk about another hat you have, uh, You're working on a movie. I believe it's called Money Lovers. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Can you tell us about the movie, the cast, and what's to come
1: not only for the movie, but what's to come for you personally? Okay, so I can only say so much because we signed what's called an NDA. It's a non-disclosure agreement. Um, Yes, the movie's called Money Lovers. Um, This is one of those things for me, um, I kind of call it serendipity, You know, like a happy accident in a sense, but I also feel like I manifested this because the director of the movie is someone I've been following for about a little over two years now. He's a local director here in the Philly area, but he's a hustle guy. Everything is self-made from the ground up. He wanted to learn filmmaking. He's doing it. He's He does videography as far as like weddings and things like that. He does it. Everything he's set his mind to, he does. And those are the type of people I want to surround myself with. So knowing that being a DJ, being an actor and these things. And I'm like, I want to be around these go-getters. I want to be around these people who didn't make excuses, you know, that they didn't know enough or, you know, didn't have it all. They just found reasons to go and do these things. And by the last year, the end of last year, I got an email out of the blue. I'm sorry. it wasn't even, It was like, a, it was a message. like on Instagram out of the blue saying, Hey, Marco, I'm writing a script with you in mind. Would you audition? And I was like taken back, but I was like, because in my mind I was like I didn't even think I was on this guy's radar you know I didn't I was just like wow like okay you know and not diminishing myself but just like I felt we were on like different paths so you know, you know and I was like sure great so I'm not gonna lie like I I worked for that audition and that you, you get the little script, it's called sides. Like, you know, I, I practiced every day, my lines, because I know going to the audition, I wanted to, I did I wanted it memorized. I didn't want to read from the script. I wanted to put my best foot forward. I wanted to make an impression. And I guess I did well enough that I booked it. And I was like, so excited for that. Cause I was like, this is the start of a new year. Like I'm challenging myself and I'm doing it because number one, I usually do commercials. This is my first full film, like full length film. Number two, I'm the comedy guy. I'm like the fun dad, you know, improv. And like, I like to joke and everything like that. This is a dramatic role. Like I'm literally playing, I'm playing, pretending, if you want to say I'm acting as somebody I'm not, you know, you're putting up
0: on Facebook. What am I thinking right here? And putting a picture still yeah, up. Yeah. I
1: like to have fun with it. Yeah. I like to have fun with it. And let, you know, let folks have some fun with it too. Um, and, and again, that's, that, that's taking it lightly and that I'm not taking it, you know, I, I take what I do seriously, but it's also understanding that everything comes and goes, you know, this movie's going to end and I'm going to go on to the next thing, but it's, it, it's, it's embracing that challenge. You know, mm. I, I, I fumbled some stuff along the way. And, you know, when we were, when we were cutting some of the scenes or, or, or doing some of the scenes, I, uh, Fell back into old habits, you know, making, you know, comical expressions when I'm not supposed to or, you know, so catching myself there. But again, being present, being mindful and saying it's time to give them what they ask for. It's time to do what you, you know, you were chosen for you. You know, you were chosen for this role. So it's it's going to sound silly, I guess, in in some ways. But I'm like, uh, I'm right where I'm supposed to be with this movie.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. And it's the beginning of twenty twenty two.
1: And it's like, yeah. 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 And and even like, I I try to take it all in. And this is the, again, the humbling part, but also being present in that I'm around people, creatives, actors, uh, you know, people on the crew, you know, as far as everything, I'm around people that are doing what they love doing. You know, some people it's part-time to them. Some people it's, you know, aspirations they may have, but it's everybody in their own unique way has shown me something. I'm like, wow, dude, like, we can always learn <laughs> from someone, yeah. you know, in some right. way. Right, and you said a key word:
0: all in. Um, your other passion, like you said, that people who know you is professional wrestling. Yeah, AEW <laughs> a- a- All Elite Wrestling has been all in got mm-hmm. to late. Mm-hmm. Um Not only do they look out for their wrestlers, for instance, John Moxley who just left and um, did rehab, and now is a mm-hmm. whole new different person. But also, they're given... Chances to not only the veterans, but they're not making that same mistake that WCW did or Impact even did. They're building new stars like the MJF, the Darby Allens, the uh, Jurassic Express, the varsity, varsity guys, that Brian Pillman, and uh,
1: varsity the other guys.
0: Yeah, like they're, they're making it work, but they're also yeah. bringing in like the big show of Mark Henry to do things that they always wanted to try to do. Yeah. And Singh can still fly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on, on all that? You know, the Undisputed Error now back in a different name, hopefully, and uh, Adam Cole
1: and uh, Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. It's, a, it's, I mean, I'm sure it's been, it's the cliche. It's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. I mean, if you want to look at it from a nostalgic sense, yeah, it gives you that feel of, you know, 90s ECW, WCW even. But the word that comes to mind for me when I think of AEW is unapologetic. And what I mean by that is, like you said, even with Moxley, um, Nyla Rose, um, they're embracing all of the quote-unquote stereotypes that you're not supposed to associate wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, and they're doing it in such an unapologetic way in an owner who goes on to like pretty much every broadcast, it seems like. Like whatever, every, any medium he can get on. And it's like, he's a fan. Yeah. You know, he's a fan enough to like the enthusiastic way he approaches things. And he's unapologetic and saying, look, this is what we're doing. And this is how we're doing it. And here's why we're doing it. And he's not even remotely interested about. You know the, the the kickback or the consequence. Um, they're they're throwing things at the wall and seeing if it sticks. And if it does, great. If it doesn't, we'll try again. And in the art in, in the day of social media, where everybody's a critic, everybody has a, everybody has you know what they would do or wouldn't do. They are just doing it. And they look no, how they no, handle no. look look how they handle the Brody Lee situation.
0: They yeah. gave negative one a contract, so when he turns eighteen he's in yeah yeah and
1: it's like even on tv time and all that right but it, what, what it does is it, 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 i think it's great in that you know yeah the kids you know he's set for life which is great it gives you that family atmosphere but what it also does the beautiful thing about wrestling while we all fell in love with it it gives you an emotional attachment again right? Whether it's a character or the entire company, top to bottom. Do I love everything they're doing? Am I invested in every storyline? No, (laughs) no. Like there's some stuff like I'm like, "Eh, all right, that's cool. You know, whatever. But I'm emotionally invested again. Like I don't miss an episode on Wednesday nights. You know, it's, I'm not one who lives for TV like that. But again, from that nostalgic sense, growing up where like, yo, we didn't miss raw or ECW like, you know, in the Monday night wars, don't bother me on Wednesdays from eight to ten. You know, okay. so, yeah. and like I'm, I'm, I'm watching it. Um, but I can see you as a
0: fan of Hook. I don't know why, but I can see you as a Hook fan.
1: I, I ain't mad at him. Like I, I'm not like a over the top. Like yo, I got to go get the T-shirt and you know, hey guys, did you see Hook this week? Like, I like it because I'm old enough to remember the impact his dad had. Right. It has, and there's it's not that much of a drastic difference. Taz was shorter. Taz was smaller. So his look was intimidating with the towel and the, uh, you know, not, you know, just coming in the ring, doing his damage and rolling out hook is the same way, but the way it's presented now, it's like, it's a slow build. And I'm all for that. I'm all for that. In the age of we want immediate and instant gratification. I'm okay with this dude being three, and oh or four and oh, like don't rush it, you know? Especially yeah. with the fact, I don't know, was he 20, 22 years old, 21, whatever he is?
0: Yeah. And, a, and the hair, like, you know, he just comes down, he walks to the ring, does what he got to do, and then he, he just walks out with no height, no nothing.
1: Yeah. And again, and that speaks to, again, like, what most wrestling fans like is he seems like an everyday guy. Seems like an everyday guy. Great build, great, you know, aesthetically, he looks good and everything like that. But yeah, like you said, the hair, he could be easily mistaken for someone you see at the mall. Yeah. You know, or in a random place, you know, if he was fully dressed or anything like that. And that's the beauty of it. You know, yeah. he's not hulking 300 pounds or any like, you know, six foot, whatever. Like, you know, there's a place for all of those. But it's just like it's that unapologetic approach in that. Look, this is what we're presenting to you. Yeah. You know, and it does what it does. It's organic. Yeah. Uh, did you say you met him? Hook? Yeah. No, no, I haven't met Hook.
0: OK, I thought you, I thought you said that. Sorry. Okay. No, no, so, no. Um, I, was,
1: I was saying with his dad. Like I, you know, I feel like it's it's more of his his dad's same up, right. up, upbringing in the way he right. was presented. Right. So, um, what do you feel about the whole um, the
0: elite, uh, the young bucks and Kenny Omega? You mm-hmm. think it was a good? Even though I know Kenny was hurt, do you think Hangman on Page is the right champion right now, or do you think a Lance Archer who has not been? Given an opportunity and always right there, and then you know, not your chance, kid. Do you think he's it's his turn?
1: Well, all right. For the wrestling fans out there, and those who are AEW fans, I'm going to say some maybe controversial. I don't know, maybe. Um, I am done. I am, <laughs> I am not not taking anything away from this man at all. I'm not on board with Hangman. Like I'm like respect everything he's doing like i said great worker tremendous worker you know you know everything deserved as far as what he's doing i'm just not i'm like ho-hum on it i'm just like okay if he wins or loses i'm not you know i'll watch the matches i thought his match with omega was great i thought his both matches with danielson were great um it does he doesn't really do anything for me in that sense you know, got a so. first caller. Get this guy off the air. He's a <laughs> just. you have. Yeah, right? Um, in terms of champion, like, I honestly feel like the champion to me, champion, like, is the person that is, people are buying the tickets. They're buying the T-shirts. They're, they're, they're watching this show or they think of this show, and this wrestler is the first thing to come to mind. To me, that's Moxley. That's Brian Danielson now. But it's MJF. It's MJF, in that too
0: much of a slow build, because and do you think MJF and the CM Punk thing is too early?
1: Not that it's too early because it, it, it was going to happen, and I, I don't say again that instant gratification, or again, you call it the WWE conditioning, like where we just get things like you know very, very repetitiously. <laughs> um, I think again, dude's 24, 20, whatever he is, 24, 25 years old. Even if this is too early with CM Punk, because he's obviously older, who's to say they can't do it again right. down the line. You know what I mean? Like I'm okay with all of it because of the potential of all of it. Right. You know what I mean? Like I love the slow bill because I'm a storyteller myself. I love, I am okay with a four, six, eight month story. Even, you know, if the payoff, you know, makes sense. And I love yeah. that. You know, They're they're telling you every week, you know, you kind of know the twist that's coming. You kind of know the next chapter, but it's like, I'm here for it. How are you about bringing back
0: feuds like a Jericho CM Punk or an ROH feud that we saw a whole bunch in the past, a Samoa Joe CM Punk or (laughs) Samoa Joe Brian Danielson? Do you see that
1: happening? I'm always for that. Because a story can always be rewritten. And that's like that's something we take from acting. You can give me a monologue, you know, whatever, uh, a paragraph even. And I can relay it. You know, I can present it so many different ways. Just in my tone and in my inflection and in my delivery, my cadence, you know, my, my mannerisms. I can give it to you so many different ways. It's the same thing with wrestling. That's why I love it so much because just those examples, you can give me – Punk and Danielson, Samoa Joe and, and, and Danielson, Samoa Joe and Punk. Health, you know, health is not a question for any of this. <laughs> yeah. But the story can be told so many different ways. It's easy to say, remember our days back 15 years ago, yeah. whatever, you know, and I'm gonna re- bring, do this what I did to you that no, you know, reminding folks that yeah, they did, you know, have a past but you know, just the way they did it on Friday with Moxley and Danielson, a yeah. simple stare down, right? And then the historians are going so much. Yeah, yeah. The historians are like, "Wait, when did they meet in the past?" And it's like, it doesn't matter because right now, you got present. goosebumps. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you, you're all for that. So I, I, I welcome that. I welcome it because, one, it can be told in so many different ways. Two, you're getting them at different parts in their careers, in their mm-hmm. life, even. You know, a twenty-something-year-old Brian Danielson, as opposed to now forty-something, right? Wow. A lot more seasoning, a lot more experience, um, a lot more conviction, right? Rather than 20 something where everything is rushed and we got to do all these big moves and, you know, da da da. No, now we got psychology. Now we got chemistry. You know what I mean? So th- right. th- there's a lot there.
0: Right. So let's switch it up to our last topic. Uh, the Royal Rumble. Oh, my. Saturday on Peacock. What? Peacock? <laughs> I know. I said Peacock. I know. <laughs> Who has that these days? Not me. Anyway, um, the Royal Rumble, which I never missed, which unfortunately I'm going to be probably missing this year. Really? Um, that's, I don't got Peacock. Really? So, really. Yeah. Bro, come on over. I got you. <laughs> oh, thanks. Let's do it, man. Seriously. Uh, let's talk about this lineup, man. First off, we're seeing MMA versus UFC. WWE champion Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, finally.
1: Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on that and your quick prediction. A, long overdue. Long overdue. Uh, I, I'll, I'll buzz it up real quick, It's long overdue. I've always wanted to see this. Um, however, I'm gonna say this: the WWE faithful does not deserve this Brock Lesnar, and I'll tell you why. Because for the last was it two years? Remember when he was ch- champion, but he was never on your show, and you know. And I hate Brock Lesnar. He just he needs to go away, and, he, and he's a part timer, and he thinks he's better than WWE. Now you're getting the Brock Lesnar. 2003 Ford Brock Lesnar that you've always wanted yeah. and here you are going I love this Brock Lesnar you didn't want him you did not want him here so yeah. let me just get off my soapbox with that as far as the match the buildup that I see and if I'm the you know if I'm the psychologist here the buildup that I see Brock has been destroying him on the mic it's just basically embarrassing and belittling him Lashley hasn't said much I think it's a squash and I think Bobby wins I, agree. I don't know i don't I don't see Brock Lesnar tapping out, but I don't know I also would not be surprised if it's the hurt lock and like Brock is unable to respond to it. Heyman somehow you know throws a wrench in there but I just I just have a feeling this whole Bobby who thing is gonna play out into the old uh historian i am into the old muhammad ali what's my name what's my name What's, my name? what's my name beating it an into and then yeah lashley somehow wins
0: i'm going to keep it simple i don't think um brock had to come into that that uh that uh what was a five-way matchup because um roman had COVID. um i think brock loses so then brock can continue his feud with roman at wrestlemania actually yeah. wins the title yeah. Um, next match, yeah. Universal Championship: Roman Reigns versus Seth freaking Rollins. Usos barred from ringside. These mm-hmm. two know each other like the back of their hand. Even Rollins had the WWE management actually say it was okay for him to say, "Me and Moxley ran <laughs> up and down the road with you," yeah. than you and the Usos did. This match again has potential written all over it. I mean, Rollins and Reigns—they know each other. They wear the shield. There's another
1: matchup that can go any way. What are, yeah. you, what are your thoughts? This one, I'm, I'm actually more uh, – it's up in the air. I'm not going to lie. I am a huge fan of the Roman Reigns character. A lot of people say it's it's overdone. I'm tired of it, whatever. It, are it's, you it's acknowledging him? I am acknowledging him? I am acknowledging it, him. It, it, it's been the best uh, character storyline-wise for the past two years. So much so that the guy, like, there's literally no one on this roster that I would believe you know, w- would beat him right now outside of Brock. That being said, I think, like, the the, the thing with Seth, again, there could be a wrench in there. But I, I think Roman prevails because your face of SmackDown or your company, really, is going to be the champion going into WrestleMania. So I, I think Roman somehow pulls through. Seth, I feel like is going through that identity crisis. Like yeah. this is like maybe his third, third gimmick now for no reason, for literally no reason. Like I like it. I I I like it. I like. I think Seth Rollins is you know that guy. Like you know he's got that it factor. But I, I I'll take Roman. Okay, I,
0: I agree with you, Roman Reigns. Uh, next match, uh, married couple versus married couple. Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Maurice and the The Um, Beth Phoenix has hasn't lost a beat. You know, you mm-hmm. still the on. Edge bringing back the brood a little bit and teasing that factor and going to that Maurice pretending that she wanted nothing to do with this match Miz. What are you doing to me? You yeah. know, Miz just being in the Miz, getting over and people hating him. Mm-hmm. My thoughts right away, I got Edge and Beth because it's Edge and Beth. Your thoughts?
1: This one, um, I haven't decided if I want chicken wings or pizza. Mm. that's really like when it comes to this match, I'm more indecisive on what I want to eat rather than really give any attention to this match. And that's not taking anything away from the performers, but edge and Beth, because, you know, the nostalgia aspect. And it's like, Hey, husband yeah. and wife, they're teaming up. And every time Miz and Maurice team up anyway, they lose. So it's like, yeah, I get it. It'll serve its purpose. But like I said, I'll probably be more, more interested in what I order to eat. <laughs>
0: right. Then we got the uh, raw women's champ, uh, the man Beck, Becky Lynch, or it's a drop drop kind of got thrown into the mix. You know, was uh, Eva Marie's lackey. Is this going to be a bathroom break for you, or is this going to be, uh, you
1: know? Maybe another controversial thing I say on your show, but uh, to me, every Becky Lynch match is a bathroom break for me. I am not a fan I- I- whatsoever, and only because I feel like she is a manufactured, um, polished, wrap-it-up-really-nice, character i i I, there's nothing organic or authentic about the becky lynch character she looks great she looks incredible uh since coming back you know from 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 giving birth she looks great in terms of like you know the way she carries herself but i just i i I can never get i can never get on board with a character so much so that i'm still holding a grudge from wrestlemania 35 from that main event i walked out of the main event of wrestlemania Mm -hmm. 35 just because Mm -hmm. i felt like the only reason it's the main event is because of Ronda Rousey. Let's be honest. Um, but for this match, it'll be Becky. It'll be Becky winning because I, th- I feel like Dojob was just the Becky versus insert name here. They needed to, right. you know. Yeah. Not here. Yeah.
0: The thirty-man tag team Royal Rumble match. I'm well we got, you got team, Becky. I got I got Becky on that yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, the thirty-man tag team Royal Rumble match because everyone's a tag team pretty much in that match. It feels like. Yeah.
1: Um, like, wait a minute, is there an ad match? <laughs> yeah, right.
0: What are your thoughts on that? Do you have any, is it going to be a surprise person winning? Do you think we're going to see a Forbidden Door like we're going to see in the women's?
1: Nah, I don't. The Forbidden Door, I mean, who am I to say? I, I don't think they're going to be do anything that's really groundbreaking, you know, or earth shattering where it's like, oh my God. Like we, you know, there may be some small, or- return. I mean, you're gonna get nostalgic return. Obviously, you'll get that. Something from the Forbidden Door. I really don't. I don't think so because I feel like WWE's at a point where anybody they bring in from another company is not going to get you know held in a high regard. They're not gonna win. You know, they, they it might be just something to say, hey, I got some spotlight. Um, that being said, I just wish the Royal Rumble would honestly take on the same twist it did back when uh, 2020 when Brock. Started first. Yes. I feel like that was, the, that was the greatest storytelling Royal Rumble that I've ever seen. I still I still watch that. I loved, I loved that Royal Rumble. You know, the, the way... Is
0: Omos going to be the cane that eliminates 10 people?
1: Yeah, probably. And then it'll take, you know, six or seven of them to jump up on them and, and, and take oh, them out. And um, a great
0: colleague coming back and taking them yeah, out.
1: Something like that. I honestly... Yo, I I can't pick a winner. I I, 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 yeah, I don't know. However, what I was thinking was if, if Brock taps or, or whatever, you know, loses, it's going to be the first match I feel. And if that's the first match, Brock comes back and wins the Rumble hmm. to set up the, the Roman feud uh, again, just because you can say one, you know, that was the early match, forget about that. Yeah, he lost, but now he's winning the Rumble and he's, he's coming for a Roman. That now that's the way that's the way they set that up. I don't know. I mean, that's <laughs> in my mind. I'd like to see it that way. Yeah. Other than that, I, I honestly, <clears throat> again, because I'm thinking the main event of WrestleMania, like, you know, as far as like piecing it together, I don't know who else I would put part of me, part of me, you know, knock on wood, <laughs> Puerto Rican in me would love Damian Priest to get elevated. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, great. I feel like he's main event status, but I, maybe too soon.
0: I have, I have no choice in this one. I'm not really sure just yet. Yeah. I have no idea. Um,
1: any returns, the, any surprises?
0: Um, I think um, we might see a Triple H. Um, we might you see uh, a, a John Cena. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. That's what I see. Um, as far as the women's Royal Rumble match, we already heard Summer Ray, who they called a legend. Legendary. Um, they called Kelly Kelly, Mickey James from the Impact how great would it be if she won and put the Impact World Championship on a line at WrestleMania against, mm. you know, yeah. all, uh, there's all that type of thing that can happen. Um,
1: Does she come out with the title, you think? Do they I let her do guys. that? You know, mm. at, this point, at this point,
0: Vince is Vince. I, I don't think he's mentally right there as far as everything going on. He's releasing all these guys. I think it's a bigger picture that we have no idea just yet what's going on. And yeah. we're, taking, we're taking him, you know, like he's losing his mind when really he's a, look at him, he's a businessman. Right. Um, but, yeah, I have one of the legends winning in my eyes.
1: One of the legends? Which yeah, one? I'm think i going to say Lita. Lita? Okay, yeah, because I can say it with the, with the Charlotte aspect. Um, I'm going to throw one out here because I'm, I'm all for the dirt sheet on this. I don't like reading this stuff because I always think it's like, you know. Right. A returning Ronda Rousey. I know wow. she's five, I don't know, five months from giving birth. But I just feel like a returning Ronda Rousey would really – that's something that the WWE, WWE and, more importantly, the women's division needs. Yeah. I think, I, I think that it, it has not reached the same potential since she left. You know, w- Whatever people feel about her as far as you know, her work or you know, her trolling <laughs> on, yeah. on social media. But I feel like when she was there, I felt like that entire division really stepped up. I feel like they, uh-huh. they the energy was matched by all of them. Since then, I feel like they are really just like trying to find their way. You know? Yeah. And of course, you know, WWE has a say in that with who they push. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. um, if not Rhonda, I can see uh, I can see Bianca going back to back.
0: Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Well, so much can happen to Royal rumble. Um, Marco, first off, I want to say thank you so much for your time tonight. Yeah, all your info about your career, your life, and just in general. And uh, we can't wait to have you back on Damage.
1: Definitely. Anytime, my man.
0: You guys, remember, guys, don't keep it nice to me. Keep it completely damaged on mongoradio.com. or music and Minds me. Thanks, Marco. You got it. Completely damaged. Completely damaged.